Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Human Becoming Podcast. I'm here with one of my favorite people in the world, Tristan, and we are going to talk about unapologetic self-expression in your business and um, the identity behind your brand, which I think is a really, really important topic and I'm excited to dive in, but I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her magic. Um, First of all, can I just say thank you for saying I'm one of your favorite people? (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm like a trophy on a shelf now in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, did you not know that already? <laughs> I just, I'm happy to hear you say it. That's all as I flip my hair behind my head. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be on here and talk about branding and being an unapologetic woman and owning your inner rebel too. So the work that I do with women, it extends so much more beyond the visual components of branding that we tend to think about. When somebody says, oh, what's your brand? You think logo, you think color palette, you think typography, you think all the visuals, right? But really what your brand is at the heart and soul is desire. Branding is a way for you to express a specific desire to your audience and to encapsulate values and identity. So when this comes down to being an entrepreneur, we think about our business as being everything that we do. When in reality, your business is your offerings and it's all the back end stuff that you take care of. Everything that your audience interfaces with and everything that your ideal clients interface with is your brand. It's not your business. It's your brand. So when people encounter you, you have that seven to 10 second opportunity for them to decide, is this person somebody that I'm interested in getting to know better? Can they offer value to me to some extent? Like people scroll so fucking fast on social media. So my goal is to turn up the volume on who you are as loud as possible for two different reasons. The first one is that when you are the most authentic, unapologetic version of yourself, you radiate an energy that is unparalleled to anything else. And what that means is that you naturally attract people to you that are exactly who you're meant to serve in the world. The second reason I want you to be as big as you can and take up space is that you are going to stand out in a way that nobody else does. And in the noisy online space, you need to stand out like that to be able to attract the people that, again, you're meant to serve. So the way I work with branding is very different than what a lot of people will describe it as. And for me, it's really coming down to who are you as a woman? And let's have that identity take up as much space as possible. Which, I mean, is so unbelievably needed. It's so powerful. And it's also so like taboo for so many mm-hmm. people, right? Like, you know, we've recorded... Uh, other podcast episodes here and on your podcast about, you know, a lot of different topics. But um, one of the main things that themes I know we've talked about is even like witch wounds, right? And I don't know why this always comes up for me. Of course it does. Like I'm not even gonna <laughs> The witch in me is honoring the witch in you. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> apologize for it because of course it comes up, but it's like, you know, I think about things like that that really 
keep women from being fully expressed, right? You know, because throughout history, we had major consequences for really being embodied in the fullness of what it means to be a a woman, you know? And so, you know, the sexuality, the, the unapologetic, just everything, right? And it's so funny because earlier today I had this download about how, um, you know, how triggering it is for people who are disconnected or asleep from their truth or, or to their truth. And when they see a, a, a person, but we'll say woman for the sake of this conversation, like fully embracing who she is, that's so triggering. And, and mm-hmm. there is still, again, like there's, there is still that taboo-ness ish around all of this. And I know you've even spoken about this on your platform about being bullied in the past and like having, you know, like having those, those experiences that I don't know if they did really keep you small, but, or like keep you like from like, you know, keeping you from fully expressing yourself. But I know you've spoken about those experiences. And I just think about how many of us either saw that happen to other women or experienced it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to your business, right, it's like, now I'm supposed to be who I am, right? Like I'm supposed to be transparent. I'm supposed to be seen and be heard when these are some core wounds that a lot of us carry. Mm -hmm. And the really important thing that I want to highlight here is that even when you do become when you embody your most unapologetic self, the bullying never really stops. There's always going to be people in the world that want to try and put their thumb on top of you and push you down to make you quiet and make you small. That's never not going to be the case. As unfortunate as it is, at least in our lifetime, I don't see that not being the case. Over the course of time, I hope to God that all the light workers in the world are able to transform that culture to where it is fully acceptable for women to take up space. That's one of my goals with my life is I want to help as many women as possible be as big as they want to be. Because the thing that that we have to remember is that we are all born with these immensely big dreams on our hearts. And the difference between calling yourself crazy versus calling yourself ambitious is your relationship with fear of judgment and criticism. So if you can get really comfortable with facing criticism and judgment and negativity and rejection, if you can get really comfortable with those things and strengthen your internal emotional landscape and learn how to take care of yourself on so many different levels, you are going to be the person that takes that crazy idea and becomes the woman that has done things that people from your hometown, people from your community, people from your friendship circles want to do because you're you're leading, you're being a leader in that instance. Yeah. So it really comes down to how uncomfortable are you willing to be? Are you willing to be with the deepest, darkest sensations that are possible to be a human? An immense fear, rejection, abandonment, all of those things, the things that we like are like, oh, no, 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 hell no. Nah. I'm not touching that with my pinky toe. Get away from me, right? Yeah. If you're willing to own that and to sit with it and then to pick yourself back up and find that courage and say, no, this dream is on my heart. I need to see where it takes me. I need to see where it takes me. That desire will be stronger than your fear every time. I love that so much. Something that I I, I often say is you don't have to not be afraid. Like it's not about not being afraid or not having doubts or not 
experiencing the perfectionism and the imposter syndrome and whatever other monsters come up, mm-hmm. it's, it's about your willingness to move through them, to confront them, to, to feel them and from, and to learn from them because those things really help us find our edge. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, something that, and I don't know if this was your experience, but I didn't expect this stuff to come up in business. I thought strategy, I thought certain things were going to be hard. I thought, I'm laughing because there's like, I don't know if it's a meme or where it is. Like I always tell myself, I'm like, girl, if you want to figure out who you are and you want to see your demons become an entrepreneur. Become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like I, um, I spoke to this on my stories, but I haven't done the written post yet. But yeah, like it's, I didn't expect certain things to be hard. I didn't expect to face my childhood trauma. I didn't expect Mm -hmm. to have to do with this much shadow work. I didn't expect to have this much fear come up. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to move through so much fear in order to experience the freedom and like so much pain to experience the pleasure. Like, you know, there's, you have to go through, it's almost like you have to, to root to rise, right? Like you have to do Mm -hmm. descend before you can ascend. And yeah, like I, you know, it's like, I'm laughing now because it's like, I know you get it, but sometimes like that journey, it's like, you're like, really this it's intense. And I, I didn't have any mentors who were like, yo, you're about to go through like the wildest, (laughs) like you're about to, you know, yeah. Like ayahuasca is nothing compared to (laughs) entrepreneurship, you know, it's like, I had no, I had no idea what I was really embarking on. Yeah, no, I didn't (laughs) either. And the funny thing is, is like, when you become an entrepreneur, you will either work yourself into a box where you're constantly miserable and uncomfortable, but you'll find a way to survive there and make money there and live a perfectly fine life, right? Or you will work yourself into a box and be horrifically uncomfortable and decide that you need to shed and burn everything down and rebirth yourself and just keep doing this over and over and over again. But you were talking about your relationship with fear. And this really funny story came to mind. I was earlier today, I was shooting some really cool content at a place in Houston where there's a ton of murals and there's people walking by and there's old women with their grandchildren that are giving me death glares because I'm, I'm working it. I'm posing, right? There's people walking by that are stopping and staring and I'm afraid. I, I still feel fear to this. Like every time I go on camera, I'm a little bit nervous. Like that never really goes away completely. I don't think it ever does. I think your relationship with it changes to where you're no longer in a place of like, Oh my God, I'm afraid I can't do this. It's like, okay, there's some fear in the body. There's some anxiety in the body. Let's take some deep breaths. Let's focus on why I'm doing this. Let's focus on the vision that I have for this. And I know that where I want to get in my life personally with me, I want to have a talk show. I'm going to have a talk show one day. I want to do all of these epic things. I want to travel and do public speaking. So I need to get really comfortable with fear. So putting myself in situations where I'm going to experience incrementally more fear is actually good for you and helps you to take courageous action so that you become more confident. Like confidence is not just given to you. Confidence is gained when you do something scary and you see on the other side, oh, I didn't die. Okay, I'm good. I can do that again. Like that's how confidence gets birthed. It doesn't, it's not just born into your body. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Like I, 
yeah, I, I say to my clients often, like confidence is cultivated. Like mm-hmm. the people who you see online who are very confident or, you know, um, are doing what you want to do and that intimidates you, like they didn't start out that way. They started out just like we did with sweaty palms. And, and I agree with you. I don't think that the fear necessarily ever goes away unless you do again, like you said, work yourself into a box that feels comfortable, that feels really familiar. And you just, you just stay there, which is not, there's no Mm -hmm. wrong or right. Or, you know, yeah, there's no right or wrong way to go about it. But Mm -hmm. some people, like you said, which I know you and I are one of those people like found themselves and scream to get out. <laughs> burned, like burned it down. And I, and I find myself for me, at least I found myself in a box that I've had to burn down multiple times in my business. Yeah. Almost, you know, like I, I, I found myself there. It's like the, the process of like death and rebirth, right? Like constantly finding myself in that cocoon or that womb, right. Where I'm like changing and I'm like, okay, what else is, what else wants to be birthed? birthed through me. And then Mm -hmm. I like crawl my way out of the the cocoon and I'm a new person. And then that means that the environment in which I find myself in is new and unfamiliar or the mission that I have requires my me to step into my bigness even more and to confront those fears. So yeah, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. The, the relationship to fear just changes. It's not like you don't feel, I still feel nervous when I go live. I've gone live a thousand times. I still mm-hmm. feel nervous sometimes when I get on like a, uh, a sales call or, you know, just whatever, whatever, you know, anytime I'm doing something because I'm, I personally am committed to that evolution in myself. Yep. Yep. And the reason why women like us get into boxes and then want to burn everything down is it's that inner rebel energy. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm sure you tend to attract women that are rebels, and I definitely attract women that are rebels. And there's something really beautiful about the archetype of being a rebel. And and just in case anybody's not familiar with that term, archetypes are basically an encapsulated identity. But in the world of branding, archetypes are related to core desires. Mm-hmm. So with the rebel archetype, the desire for that is all about liberation. So anything that is holding you back, unfair, unjust, we seek as rebels to liberate ourselves, but not just ourselves from that, everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's no surprise that you do work and I do work that's all about liberating yourself and that it's all about anchoring into your identity and the work that you're here to do, the impact that you're here to have, because that's that's rebel energy through and through. Like, I just, I love it that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of archetypes, I know you work a lot with that in your branding, right? And and you even have a quiz that I'm like obsessed with. I, even, I told <laughs> you had your boy, your boyfriend take it, right? <laughs> he got the queen and it was just like, yeah, it was like the queen, the, AKA the baddie. And he literally looked at me and he was like, hell yeah. I am. <laughs> oh good. And like, of, of course my archetype was the witch and I showed him and he was like, duh. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> but I, I would love you to tell us you know, a little bit about that or, you know, and like how you work that into the work that you do and how mm-hmm. that's helpful to know. I know how it's helpful, but I'm like, you know how like it's helpful to know like what your archetype is so that you can kind of embrace that. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad you asked this question. So the rebel archetype quiz is a really fun, really simple quiz. It's in the link in my Instagram bio. There's a ton of other places you can find it, but it takes you through 10 questions 
that are all guided at helping you to identify your core energetic frequency as a rebel. And the reason I created this quiz is because I've been in the entrepreneurial space since 2016, and I've had different mentors and coaches, and I've made friends that are entrepreneurs, and I've really witnessed these five different archetypes show up in different women, whether it was my coaches or my friends or mentors, the witch, the queen, the rock star, the activist, and the vixen. So those are the five rebel archetypes I just kept seeing over and over and over again. And the beauty of knowing your rebel archetype is that you get to hone in on the core desire that you naturally emanate to people People naturally recognize this in you. So then you get to amplify it and play it up as big as you want to. And it's authentic to you because it's what you're already emanating. But like I was saying before, when you amplify that, not only do you stand out in the online space, but you become a magnet, a freaking magnet for your ideal clients, which means you don't have to put out as much energy to market. You don't have to do weird sales tactics that people teach you. You just get to create content and stand in your own energy and let people come to you. And this is not an exaggeration. Like before I created the quiz and a huge reason I created the quiz is that I would have people come to me and be like, girl, I just, I love your energy. I don't know what it is, but I love your energy. And it's like, it's because I'm amplifying my rebel archetype, right? And it's it's like a lighthouse effect. And so that's what we're all here to be for each other. We're all here to be that beacon yeah. to attract people that need whatever transmission they need from you. And then you send them on their way with this new energetic code that they get to incorporate into their life. So it's just a really fun way to figure out what you're naturally emanating and turn the volume on and up even more. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it's so funny because, and I, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation last year, like um, privately. And, you know, just talking about how, for me personally, what was challenging for me in my business was being really stuck in how I thought I needed to show up and really having a lot of resistance to owning who I am and my archetype. And I feel like for me, I'm, I'm very, multi-dimensional. So it's so funny because I was actually curious, like, even though I was like, yeah, I'll probably get the witch. Like I, I feel so drawn to like multiple energies. Like I, I have the Vix and I have the rock star, I have the acting. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I, and I think that sometimes at least for me, and I know that I've seen this in my own clients that when you do have that multi-dimensional aspect to yourself, it's almost like, well, what, who do I show and who do I be mm-hmm. on my platform? And then things can kind of get scattered. But for me, it was easy for me to show the rock star. It was easy for me to show the activist. It was not easy for me to show the, the witch. It was not easy for me to show the vixen, you know? And so there were multiple parts of me that I was like, these are okay. These are digestible and these are not okay. These are the Mm -hmm. things that I can't show. These are the things that are not going to be, you know, um, received well based Mm -hmm. on my own stories and my own experiences. Right. And so, um, I know when it comes to, I mean, at least from what like I learned from you when I'm just watching your content and I'm just in your energy, there's, there's such an invitation with your energy. I feel like that, like, it almost feels like initiations every time I'm like watching your content and I'm like, dude, she's just, she's like shaking her cute ass on the screen. (laughs) 
singing a song like I'm like it's so it's so beautiful and it's it, it, I don't know I just think you give this this um this invitation slash initiation for women to fully embrace all aspects because I even see like that multi-dimensional part in you right where mm-hmm. like you have the activists around things that you're passionate about you have all of these different parts of you and so I'm curious what your perspective would be for women like us who do have that like struggle with, you know, what parts of me do I show and how do I show this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an awesome question. And just to kind of clarify, like every single woman has all five archetypes. Mm -hmm. If you have that core energy of being a rebel and you're driven by liberation and freedom, like you have all five archetypes. The one that you get based on the quiz is just your predominant archetype, but you have all five of them. So when it comes down to knowing what parts of yourself to show, I really think it's a journey. It is a massive journey of expansion, seeing how much space you can take up, just letting yourself be exactly who you are. And there's going to be that natural contraction that happens where you're like, whoa, that was too much. I need to reel that back in. That was scary. I got some bad feedback. Oh my gosh, I'm hurting. That was whoa, 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 too much. That's naturally going to happen when you put yourself out there to the extent that I suggest people do. But the beauty in that process is that you are going to encounter your wounds. You are going to encounter your trauma. And so this isn't just about business. This isn't just about self-expression. This is also about you transcending the wounds that you've held on to from years and years and years ago. And this is really that liberation that I'm speaking about. So when you're like trying to figure out who do I show, how do I show up as, I think you just focus on what feels good to you. Like who are you with your best friend? Who are you with your partner? Who are you when you're chilling at home, laughing your ass off at a movie on Netflix? Like those are the parts of yourself that feel good and you you get to be driven by pleasure with your social media and the way that you show up. And so anything that feels like if you, if you feel like you're segmenting yourself too much and you're like, this is who I am online, this is who I am with my friends, I would say there's way too hard of a boundary there. And there's a lot of freedom and liberation available when you start to tear down that wall and just let yourself be the same woman in as many different settings as possible. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that is, that's embodiment. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I think in the beginning, it's very, very natural and common to have a, like not, maybe not a mask, but like, you, you know, when you get online, there's like a performance, right. It's like, this is who Mm -hmm. I need to be in my business. And what I think what I see often again for myself and for clients. And and I think like you might resonate with this as well is like, you know, when you start your business, you're kind of like that, you you don't know what to expect. Like we were laughing about before. And then all of this stuff comes up and that's where people either choose to like peace out or they keep going and they like work through all of that stuff. They continue to show up for it. Um, And then like through that space is where you learn that people like, yes, the value that you deliver, the knowledge that you have, the tools that you have are incredibly important, but it's also very much about who you be because Mm -hmm. some people are really good at social media and portraying themselves a certain way, really good at content, you know, marketing and all of those things. Right. And so 
people work with them. They want to work with them. But then when they're actually working with them, they see that there's a gap between how they presented themselves and Mm -hmm. who they actually are in a container or who they actually are and how, how much they can actually be of support. And a lot of that will reflect back whether or not somebody did all that work, (laughs) if they did the descent and they worked on all of those things, or if they're still, again, like there's that performance and something, um, something that I was thinking about a couple of days ago was um, like the way that our performances, you know, being who, being someone that we're not speaking to the things we think we should speak about being afraid to speak to the, the shadows or the ugly aspects of things, or, you know, just the behind the scene things, the realness, mm-hmm. um, like that performance really fucks with our magic. Yeah. It fucks with your magic massively. And something you said is incredibly important. And you and I were talking about this before we started recording about bringing some fucking integrity to the coaching space. Mm -hmm. And you hit on something incredibly important, which was people see one side of you online, but then once they sign a contract and invest in you and are with you one-on-one in a container, you're a totally different person. I hope that's for the better, but sometimes it's not. And that is a massive blaring red sign that the coaching industry is lacking some integrity because that can be manipulative. That can be deceptive. And coaching is all about trust. It is all about trust. Marketing is all about trust. I'm sorry, but we don't deserve people's attention. Like we do have to earn that. People's attention in their space and their energy is their own. And we are in many ways with our content asking them, is this something that you want to pay attention to? Mm-hmm. We don't deserve their attention. Yeah, we're not. We have to earn that. Wow. Yeah. And so it is very deceptive and and very lacking of integrity for people to show up as one way and then to be a totally different person in a container. And so my work is is providing a solution to that because I have had experiences like that and it's heartbreaking. And it is it is a gross, slimy feeling to be like, wow, you're not the person I thought you were. And I, I don't want anybody to experience that because there is so much transformation and beauty available through coaching and through the intimacy of a mentorship container. And we don't have the right to pervert that by being deceptive online. So this is really why this is so important. And you were talking about messing with your magic and you nailed it on the head in that your expertise and all the information that you have. Yeah, that's great. That's helpful. Right. But the purpose, the purpose of what we're here to do is to share our energetic frequency because who you are at the most expressed version of the woman that you are is the change. That is the gift. That is the impact. Not all the shit that you've packed into your brain. Who you are without the conditioning, without the trauma, without the everything else that we carry with us. That's your purpose. So the more that you can be, the more in alignment with what you're here to do, you will be. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, like you said, all of the tools, all the things that you've packed in your brain, all the books you've read, all the, all the things like that, that helps you, right? Mm -hmm. Those are great things to offer, but the frequency of who we are, right? At the most self-expressed, the true essence of who we are under the programming, under all of the shit is, is the magic. That's, that's what, 
is going to inspire people to change when, when we really get to show, like, it's great to tell your story and then to give the step-by-step process of how you got through it and what tools and, you know what I mean? To pack all that information in there. And for some people that's really purposeful, but a lot of the people want to see like, okay, where were you? And like, and like, where were you at one point and who are you now? What life are you living? How, you know, how are you taking full advantage of the life that you have? You know, what becomes possible? Mm -hmm when, yeah, I'll like, you know, I'll do the work, I'll read the books, I'll invest in myself, I'll do all the things. But like, we have a a responsibility to show people what becomes possible through our being, not Mm -hmm. through talking at people about, I don't know, just all this information, which, you know, that we got from other people, right? All like, it's just a lot of people are just kind of regurgitating. um, What is that intellectual property? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've really been looking at. And I'm like such a nerd. I love learning. I've taken a million classes of a million certifications. I know you're the same. We like love to learn. <laughs> like, it's not the same impact to like absorb all that information and then just regurgitate it. It's like, mm-hmm. no, what did that information help you do in your life? Who are exactly. you because of that information? And also like using your discernment, right? Like not just absorbing and then regurgitating. It's like absorbing that information, filtering out, recreating Mm -hmm. it so that it's your own too. And that's, that's something that I think goes into the integrity of the online space is, and we, this is also something that we touched on before we started recording is, you know, you can easily lose yourself when you're not connected to the true essence of who you are, when you're not giving yourself permission to be that full expressed person, you start to not be able to hear yourself. It's like talking in a really crowded room where everybody's yelling and you're trying to yell. And it's like, it just gets frustrating and exhausting and you're trying to stand out by doing what everybody else is doing and not stand out by being you, Mm -hmm. which I think where a lot of, again, a lot of people get discouraged on this path. And I know I for sure had moments where I'm like, I'm going to burn it all down. Goodbye. You know, like, like just peace out, you know, especially in the beginning, because there's not a lot of mentors who truly give you an invitation to be who you are. There's a lot of mentorships. There's a lot of coaches that'll be like, here, again, here's a step-by-step process. Here's the, you know, strategy. Here's this, here's what you should say. Here's how you should tweak it. So it's better or more digestible. And it's like filtering out the actual magic Mm -hmm. of what that person has to offer, which is being not, it's not being of service. It's being, it's, it's a disservice to people. It might make them money. It might get them clients, but like really what you're telling them is that like in order for them to be successful, they got to filter out parts of themselves or say things a certain way, which I feel like you and I have that same personality. We're like, no, <laughs> turn, like, you know, you said, like turn, turn their magic all the way on. Yep. Yep. And I just want to, I just want to make sure that we do say you need strategy. Oh yeah. <laughs> you need structure. You need formulas. You need all of those things because our human brain loves them. It helps us be productive and it helps us tell really powerful stories in ways that will connect with people, right? So you need you need all of those things. This this conversation is not about discrediting the importance of strategy or structure. It's about clinging to the false security of what we think strategy and structure will give us. 
versus creating your own stability by anchoring into who you are. Very different things. And I will speak from personal experience that I, when I first started my business, I had no freaking clue what I was doing. I didn't implement any structure. I didn't implement any strategy. And I also was in an industry that was not right for me. And that in and of itself was a learning process. I had to learn to let go of a lot of guilt about getting two very expensive degrees in something that I no longer use. I had to let go of that guilt. I had to let go of family expectations. I had to let go of dreams that I thought that I had based on things that I thought that I wanted. And so it's really like a combination of you do need the structure, you do need the strategy because you need to take action and you need to take smart action. But you also have to let yourself be messy. And that's where the identity piece comes in because that's how you evolve as a human and and really anchor into who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much because I feel I had the same. I had, I mean, very similar story. I had a really hard time letting go of guilt of like the amount of money I paid for my education around something that, I mean, it's psychology. So I still use it kind of but like not in the way that I thought it was going to be used mm-hmm. Eight and a half year career in the mental health field, you know, like resume that I was like, hmm, very bad. I know. Right. <laughs> yep. Like, um, and I was, do you see my wall right now? <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's, it's a process for sure. And I think for me, the, from how I experienced it and then, you know, therefore like the way that a lot of my clients that I attract experience it is the structures, the strategies are incredibly important. And to me, it's also like the easier part, you know, it's, it's, you might have resistance to doing it. Maybe a whimsical person like I am where structure and strategy, you just have resistance, but it's not the, it's not the hard part to learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the human part. It's the self-expression part. It's the, the, the alchemy that you have to learn how to do with your emotions and the energy of, like we said, you know, the rejection, the, you know, the backlash or, you know, the crickets that you get, the per- sometimes it's perceived rejection and judgment. Maybe yeah. nobody's, maybe nobody's even like judging you, but just, anybody even listening to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And so to me, it's like, I, I always, that's what I've like said over and over and over again is like the structure, the structure, <laughs> the, str- uh, the strategy and the structure are super needed, especially as you are starting to scale your business and you want to create consistency. Mm-hmm. And to me, like the hardest part that I, at least I've come up against in this, in this field is the self-expression. It's the, the moving through my shadows, right? It's the, it's the, oh shit, now I have this vision and this is going to require me to go even bigger, <laughs> you know, and be even louder and here I go. And Mm -hmm. all of those monsters that like hashtag, I thought I healed it (laughs) want to come up again. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's like the, the most interesting thing to move through in my experience, but like also then my favorite thing to like watch people move through too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's messy, dude. Like it is messy on the inside and sometimes it's messy on the outside. Like I can't tell you how many times I've had really painful fights with family members. I've had, I've lost so many friends since I started being more self-expressed online, people that I thought had my back and it is painful. And at the same time, it is such a beautiful protective journey 
to stay so in alignment with the vision that you have and watch the things that were really not serving you, but that you were clinging to because they felt safe to watch those things fall away. One of the biggest things that we struggle with when it comes to self-expression is our relationship with people pleasing. Like we have such strong bonds with family members and childhood friends and people that we knew when we were at our most vulnerable, when we were children, when we needed a support system. Mm -hmm. So to then become your own woman and to then take on this journey of entrepreneurship and, oh, by the way, it's not just entrepreneurship. It's a huge spiritual journey. And um, you're going to evolve into somebody that you had no idea that you were ever going to become, right? So it's, it's so much more than just facing your fears, it's also so much about finding new stability in yourself, which at the end of the day, we will serve, we will be so much more of service to others and we will be so much more of service to ourselves if we can create our own internal stability. So that is a huge component of self-expression is your relationship with people pleasing. And by the way, People have this conception about people pleasing that it's like, you're weak, you're broken, you're all of these things. If you people please, what's wrong with you? Like, just think for yourself. People pleasing is a protective mechanism. We do it because we had incidences happen in our younger life when we thought we were going to be abandoned, when rejection was a life or death threat, when we thought fear was going to be taken away, when we thought love was going to be taken away from us forever. So we are, we are still little kids on the inside, protecting ourselves as humans, as adult humans now, to threats that really aren't that threatening, but that feel that threatening because that abandonment comes back up, that rejection comes back up. And that is an extreme nervous system response. So if I could suggest anything to anybody that wants to take on this journey of becoming unapologetic and being self-expressed, it is to learn about healing trauma. It is to learn about regulating your nervous system. It's to learn how to get really comfortable sitting with your feelings. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge pro of meditating. Like I try and I'm like, (laughs) but I do sit with things when they come up and I, and I journal and I, I feel into it and I, I am there for myself because you have to be, if you want to live your life this way. So if there's any recommendation I can make to people, it's probably not what you would think, but it's to do the shadow work. It's to heal trauma. It's to work with people that will help you reclaim your stability. Yeah. Yeah. And to really be willing to, to move through, like we said, like those, those really uncomfortable emotions that we're kind of from a young age taught to avoid, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, as kids, when we're crying, most of our parents were like, Oh, here, here's something to make you smile. Like they didn't actually allow us to move through our feelings. Mm So, you know, most of us didn't have any, foundation for this, you know, which is why we want to crawl, like crawl into fetal position, why we want to avoid things, why we want to do the things that feel good. And it, this journey is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> like it's, it's not. And, and I love that you said that people pleasing doesn't make you weak. This it's a very primal and it's like primal. And then it's also like programmed, you know what I mean? Like there are mm-hmm. these, these, there's kind of like that duality there, but, um, yeah, I just, I love this because I think that there are so many people who can say 
they can't say it the way that you say it because only you can, but like people will say similar things to what you're saying. And then it's just kind of like, there's that the shadow work. Right. And I think what's so powerful about you as, as a mentor, you as someone who is there to support people is that you have this understanding of what it's actually like to go through it because you're willing to go first, which I think is incredibly powerful. And then you also have the, the understanding, the psychology, the energetics, the spiritual sense, like you have all of these different perspectives to really support someone while they're going through it so that it's a normalized process. Because I think there's a lot of people who will just be like, just go, just go be your thing. You know, like if you're really an empowered woman, you'll do this. And it's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> like, I think similar to confidence being cultivated, so is empowerment. So is, so is being really anchored in who you are like that, that there's a practice and a process that happens for most of us. Right. Like you Mm -hmm. said, we're not like just coming out of the womb, like ready to take on the world and, and like to deal with these emotions. Like we have to learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the relationship with entrepreneurship and shadow work is that If you do not know how to have a relationship with your shadow in a very healthy and empowering way, you will continue to take action in your business that repeats your same exact trauma that you've lived through your entire life. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's a protective mechanism. You don't know any better. Your system literally doesn't know how to deal with stress in any other way than to repeat that trauma. So it's really an absolute necessity And it's such a beautiful gift too. Like, I don't want to make this sound scary and doom or gloom because it's not. I want to be real about how challenging it can be because it is very challenging. Like you said, it is not for the faint of heart. So I think it's important that we're real about what it takes, but also it is, it is the most liberating, beautiful, like delicious journey to learn how to have a relationship with your shadow when it comes to self-expression because you develop such an intimate relationship with yourself you will be seen by others in a way that you never have in your life. And at the like, that's what we want as humans. We want to be acknowledged. That's what we want. We want to be acknowledged for our magic and for how what gifts we have. We want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be seen to an extent that you never have before, this journey of self-expression is is the prescription. Like it's exactly what we need to do to be able to. <sighs> befriend that darkness that we all have inside of us. Yeah. And to leverage it as a strength instead of being a victim to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love, I love that you said, you know, making sure that it's not like, it's not all doom and gloom. You like, there's a purpose to this work, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, I, I think, yeah, there's just a lot of people who will talk about like the perks of entrepreneurship. Right. And like that, the, which All is a huge disservice, by the way, to only talk about the perks. I know so many women that become on- entrepreneurs and they're not willing to face what mm-hmm. it takes. And so they do just keep re-traumatizing themselves. I'm like, girl. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the thing. And then a lot of people, all of a sudden when they start to witness all that stuff, they're like, wait, I just want to like help people. And I just want to work for myself and have like financial freedom. And like, ah, like, what is this? Maybe it's not for me, or maybe I'm doing it wrong, or I don't have what it takes or whatever, you know? And it's like, no, like if this comes up for you, it's an invitation. Right. And people, I think, like you said, it's such a disservice if we're not talking about 
I mean, both the light and the dark, right? Like the, the freedom, the, the self-exploration, all of the different things that you get to experience, but as a result of you showing up fully for the journey that includes the light and the dark. Mm -hmm. And when you do the shadow work, you do free yourself from those patterns and like those repeated patterns Mm -hmm. like you were talking about. Yeah. And one last thing to add on here is like, that's how we evolve as a species energetically. Like we all talk about transcendence. This is it. (laughs) This is is it. Like, I don't know what you're expecting, but there's not going to be some like technicolor spaceship that comes down and like, it's not the way it works. Like transcendence is, is it can be painful. It can be challenging, but going way back to the beginning when we were talking about the difference between having this massive dream on your heart and pursuing it versus calling yourself crazy and dismissing it is that when you do follow that crazy dream and you let it be as big as it is and you don't judge it and you're just like, all right, cool. That's what that's okay. Cool. That's what we're doing. Awesome. Let's go for it. And you pursue that dream. The universe is going to prepare you for that by introducing you to everything that you need to shed, everything that you need to learn. And it's going to give you all the lessons that you need. And those, not every lesson is, is easy to digest. (laughs) Sometimes they're challenging. Sometimes they're painful lessons. Sometimes they're really fucking fun too. Sometimes they blow the roof off and with your expectations, you had no idea that life could ever be like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all in your best interest and it's all preparing you to be the person you need to be to hold that dream you're not going to be given something that you're not prepared to handle. And so everything that you encounter in the entrepreneurial journey is preparing you for the magnitude of that dream that you have. You think about juggernauts, like, I don't know, I guess Tony Robbins is kind of a polarizing person lately. I don't, I don't really know why, but like you think of somebody like that and he didn't get from where he was teaching seminars to three people to tens of thousands of people without learning a fuck ton of really challenging lessons because who we are right now is not the person that can energetically handle the demands, the emotional swings, the challenges, the expectations, the delivery, that level of leadership. We're not prepared for that yet. Yeah. Are we that person in the quantum realm? Yeah. We already exist as that person, but we need to encounter all of the other messy shit in between here and there to become that person. Your dream has already happened. You just need to become the person that embodies that dream. Yeah. I I mean, I could not articulate that better. And I think that that right there is a conversation that is very much lacking in certain spaces in (laughs) say it girl (laughs) spaces like coach just leadership in general whether it's coaching politics it's a lot of different things right like there's the there's the the conversation that yeah it takes practice it takes time you know showing up and being like okay I want this the universe like you said is going to give us exactly what we need in order to step-by-step become that person that we need to be, right? Mm -hmm. And people talk about quantum leaping all the time. Quantum leaping isn't skipping steps. Quantum leaping is taking radical actions that are in alignment with who you want to be Mm -hmm. that help you kind of like, you can accelerate your process a little bit, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's not about skipping steps because what Mm -hmm. happens is all of a sudden, if like you said, if you have 
if you find yourself in a situation that you're not an energetic match for, that's when shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not, it's, it's not what you want. <laughs> and I was going to say, and sometimes the universe at the same time, will. if you're not listening, I, I know there's been aspects of my life where I found myself in a like space where I'm not that energetic match. Right. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I've been asking for this and now I need to take a step back and do the work to now, you know, to be able to show up for this work when I like re arrive, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is why I love education and conversations about manifestation and about the quantum realm because in, in there's science on this. There's so much knowledge about the quantum realm, but literally every possibility already exists. Mm-hmm. And it is really about your faith in the vision that you have and your, des- your belief and your deservedness to have it. Because if you have those two things and you keep taking a single step every single day, you will reach that goal eventually. And I love that you said like the quantum leap, it's not about skipping steps because it's not. People that make quantum leaps in their life, they take that radical action and it's, it is challenging radical action. You are changing relationship dynamics. You are setting very strong boundaries You are making yourself available or not available for certain things. And that can mean shedding everything that you once knew about your life, right? That's that's a part of quantum leaping is making those big, huge steps that require radical responsibility for yourself. So I'm so glad that you said that because it, it is a big call to your relationship with, am I worthy of this dream and am I willing to do what it takes? Yeah. to have my desire manifest. Am I, do I believe I'm worthy of that or am I going to stay comfortable where I'm at? Yeah. And I think that manifestations are often a mirror for what we're not willing to address. So when we're trying to take certain steps, but avoid certain things, especially the things that we know, mm-hmm. know but they're so uncomfortable, right? Like those, whether that's showing up in a certain way, speaking to something specific, like you said, having the boundaries, whatever it is that feels most uncomfortable for you is often what is going to actually be manifesting and not necessarily just the work that you're, and it's not like manifestation is just like a reflection or a mirror of like bad things or shadow, but when you have the awareness of like, this is not serving me, this is not helping me to fully say yes to the vision that I have, because it's not just about what you do. Like I said earlier, it's, it's about who you be. So Mm -hmm. if if there's something really, um, heavy or, you know, quote unquote toxic, or there's just something that like needs to go, that is, is going to weigh me down on this, vision or on this mission that I have, and I'm not willing to let that go, that is what's going to hold a lot more power. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like the things that I'm working on, I'm still being held back by whatever. And I'm choosing at that point to allow that thing to anchor me or to, you know, to tie me down or to hold me back or whatever. Right. And so I think that's something too, that a lot of people don't, recognize right because it, there's so much talk about quantum field, quantum field and quantum leaping and manifestation and all these things which are beautiful tools and and beautiful energies that we have available to us right and it's accessible to anyone and also it's not all the love and light it's also like the maddening dark mm-hmm. hard things that 
like we want to avoid as humans in all aspects. So why wouldn't we want to avoid them in business? Right. Mm -hmm. It's very easy, especially in the old paradigm of business to be like, whatever, we just show up, we just make money. We just, you know, and I think something so powerful and so unavoidable has shifted in the frequency of our world (laughs) and our Mm -hmm. collective that like that just does not work anymore. It just doesn't work anymore. And even if it does work, it's only going to work for a little bit of time before it's not sustainable. Because like we were saying earlier, then people work with you and they see that you're not who you say you were, right? They, they feel that, or they see that, right? They witness something in there. So I feel, you know, again, like when it comes to manifestation, a lot of times people are like, let's write in the journal, let's light the candles, let's do all the witchy fun things like, like these external rituals. And it's like, but when you really go inward and you continue to show up for that work, you yourself become that living ritual. You yourself become the the spell or the manifestation, right? Like you can still do the rituals, love them. <laughs> and yep. also again, whatever it is that you're avoiding and holding on to, because it's familiar, even if it's creating some kind of like unmanageability, that's going to continue to show up in your work, in your clients, right? Like it's going to show up somehow. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean by manifesting it, right? It's like, like you said, those repeated patterns or seeing those things in clients or having repeated situations. And, you know, a lot of people don't stop and be like, okay, well, why is this happening? They're just like, ah, this is what's happening. And I, and I feel like what hurts my heart a lot is seeing how many people get discouraged. Mm -hmm by the amount of unexpected shadow spiritual work that this journey involves. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Just so many people walk away because they're not supported. And what often happens, I think is like they end up with coaches who don't do the work themselves in Mm -hmm. some capacity. So it's like, you can't, you can't be a guide for somebody if you don't know the land. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've had that happen to me where I've gone through periods of my own coaching practice where I was so done dealing, dealing with my trauma. So done with it. That was the language I was using. I'm so done dealing with this trauma. (laughs) And it would show up in my coaching, in my coaching containers with clients where that's all they would have is trauma. So I was being given exactly what I needed. I needed to change my relationship with trauma. I needed to change my relationship with self-care and how I talk to myself and how I manage my internal landscape and all of these things. And it was coming up in my coaching containers. And I took that to mean, oh, this isn't the work that I'm meant to be doing. This isn't the right arena for me to be in. When in reality, it was exactly where I needed to be. These women needed what I had. It's just, it was an unwillingness within me to meet that and hold space for them because I wasn't willing to hold space for myself. Yeah. And that reminds me too of, you know, when, when you know that like you're feeling the call or, or, or you're hearing the call or feeling the pull to seek support yourself in some capacity. And then when you see it mirrored in your business, where it's a lot of people who aren't ready to say yes, or who, you know, are like, Oh, I, I want to work with you, but now is not the right time. It's like how that mirror, right? Like mm-hmm. we're always a mirror for like our internal world is always a mirror for our external and that includes our business. So it just reminded me a lot of like, I was going through a phase a long time for a while where I was like, oh, I don't, I, I know I need support, but I don't want to, I'm just like, I had that resistance. And every single person that I would get on a sales calls with sales call with, or 
talked to in my DMs or whatever had was literally like verbatim saying things to me that I was saying to myself, like in my Mm -hmm. own conversations around like, oh, you know, I'm feeling like I want to dive into something or seek some kind of support some way, but not now. It's not the time. I, you know, I don't really want to spend the money. And that's exactly what was being mirrored to me in Mm -hmm in conversations with potential clients. So I just, anyway, I just wanted to say that because I think that that's something that again is often not talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we create everything, yeah. which comes all the way back. Like this would be a great place to like wrap up with is, is we create everything. And the sooner that you can really land in that, the sooner you are going to be able to start to shift your reality. Because until you take responsibility for your reality, instead of being a victim to it, and I was a victim to my reality for for most of my life, this version of me is six or seven years old. She hasn't been around very long. I was a victim the entire time before that because I didn't know how to do all of the things that we've talked about during this entire episode. I didn't know how to approach my fear. I didn't know how to be in a relationship with it. I didn't know how to do shadow work because I didn't have the tools. You have to learn those tools, which means you have to take the initiative and take responsibility for yourself and realize that you are creating your reality and that that's not a curse. This is a gift because that means that literally fucking anything is possible. And my world has transformed in ways that I never could have imagined. And the most beautiful thing, it like brings me to tears to think about this. And it's that people from my hometown, people from, I come from a, a very low income hometown where a lot of people are born there and they die there. They don't leave. They kind of live the same life that their entire family has lived. And for some people, that's exactly what they want. But for a lot of people, it's not, they have dreams to quote unquote, get out. They want to do something different with their lives. They want to be better versions of who they've came from because their families have been like run by trauma for generations, mine included. And it's just, it's hearing these people that are coming to me as I've really embodied who I am. And I've gone through all the lessons to become this person and I'm not done. (laughs) I'm so not done. But to have these people come to me and be like, thank you for showing me that that's possible. Because I didn't know that that was possible for me. And it's it, every person's going to have their own journey and their own experience, but you're going to lead in your own unique way that you had no expectation of leading in. And this is, this is why I take it so seriously and why I love it so much and why I have so much passion for it is it's not just about business. It's not just about expressing yourself. It's not just about you feeling free. It's about the freaking ripple effect to have people that you haven't talked to since preschool reach out to and be like, thank you. I didn't know that this was possible. And now they know that it's possible. And now they get to go through this process and become a leader for somebody else. And this is how we evolve. This is how we transcend. Like this is how we become better versions of humans over time. Like this is it. It's so beautiful, Anna. Like it just, it touches me so deeply. And this is what drives me. It's for people like that that are like, thank you. I now see that this is possible for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's not just about business, right? Like your the branding isn't just about the the colors that you use or, you know, the graphics or or anything else. You know, it's it's who you are. Mm-hmm. 
And it's what you, what's important to you. And like, like you said perfectly in the beginning of like the way that you radiate that energy out and you show people what becomes possible by just showing people who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's so much that goes into this. And I, I feel like we can have this conversation forever, but thank you so much for sharing your magic with us and your heart with us. And um, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Are you offering anything right now? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> all of the things. Okay. First of all, I'm on way too many freaking platforms. So you can find me pretty much everywhere. I have, I don't know what I've done to myself. <laughs> I am everywhere. I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Tristan underscore Thibodeau underscore. I think I gave those to you for the show notes. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I have my own podcast. It's called the wild woman hotline. And I have women on there that are rebels in their own right. And we talk all about how to be unapologetic and different life journeys that have taken them from point A to point B. So that's a lot of fun. But I think the best place to find me is either on TikTok or Instagram. I'm super active on those platforms. And y'all need to take the Rebel Archetype quiz. It is so much fun. And you get a like 10-page branding workbook based on your archetype that helps you to become more unapologetic and self-expressed. So you will get that for free. And it's just my little gift to you to get started on your journey of self-expression. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It is, it's a lot of fun too, to like sit there and think about all that. Cause there's things that I, I didn't think about that had anything to do with my core values or just any, anything like that. So yeah, I love that. And everything's going to be in the show notes. So, um, you guys will be able to find her and she's on my stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) We do our, we do our, like our little emo song battles. (laughs) Yes. Forever the dirtbag emo kids. (laughs) For sure. All right, girl. Well, I love you. Thank you so much for taking your time today and, and, um, yeah, I just, I love you and I love everything you do. And I'm so proud of everything that you are doing right now. It's been such an honor to watch your journey. Aw, thank you, Anna. I love you too, mama.